Hello and welcome to episode 493 of the LeeCast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy not Wednesday. Happy Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday, a little bit earlier this week. That's illegal, um, Nick. You can't record this show yeah. on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and this week, we have one new patron. We've got a little bit of LeeCast news. Uh, we have zero stories. Come on. We also have zero new news. Um I said, what? No stories? Oh, uh, yeah. What? I thought, I thought you were like, wait a second, I didn't update that. <laughs> um, we've got a very fun bi-weekly discussion that we'll be talking about negativity <laughs> in League of Legends, uh, as highlighted by a certain caster. Um, we'll talk about competitive league uh, for a little bit, and then uh, roundtable and close it off with a lot of emails, which we'll probably have to sprint through, fair warning, but we'll try to get to as many as we can. Uh, Aiden, how was your week? My week was great. I've played a lot of League. I put out a matchup guide for Tom Kench on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash LeagueCast, uh, which is doing pretty well. Uh, so, hey, if you want to learn how to play Tom Kench in any top laner, uh, go check out our YouTube channel because it's popping. Uh, I'll have an actual guide up in the next couple weeks, I think, though. It's um, I, I know the, the content. You just buy anything as chains. Yeah, I could make <laughs> the same guide for every single tank top laner and just that's say the, just buy the, chains. That's the whole game right now, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I tried to make it without mentioning chains too much, but like, holy fuck, it is the most important item like i'm really surprised yeah, that, that they're tom kench rather than chains i think they should at least start with chains i think chains is crazy but uh mm-hmm. yeah it's a little bit silly um but yeah uh lots of league of legends lots of youtube stuff um lots of good stuff and yeah that's really about it uh what about you colton uh just been you know trucking along in the texas heat been working as usual been still working on the condo a lot uh, finishing up floors in the bedroom now, which is really nice. Uh, got the, the fan and the light up there and all connected with the electrical. That was part of uh, this weekend's projects was climbing around in the 150-degree attic <laughs> and running a new wire to the light fixture. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't super fun, but it's, it's done now. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to continuing progress on that and having at least one mostly complete room. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's been my week. I haven't really been playing much League or TFT or really any video games. So, Nick, how how you been? Pretty good. I wound up playing a lot of League of Legends this weekend. Uh, I think I, I played somewhere close to like 20, 20 games. Um, most of them ranked. Uh, I um, what was I at? I was at D one sixty one points, uh, and then. Um, uh, duoed with Aiden's cousin Trevor uh, early in the morning, um, went up to D3, we played a little bit more, uh, dropped to D4, we played a little bit more, went up back up to, to D3, so it's been it's been fun. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the games were mostly positive, we just, of course, had <laughs> really coin flip teams, uh, I'll say, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoy League of Legends at the moment, I think it's, um, I think it's in a really good spot, actually. Uh, I don't think there's any like one particular thing that's just so disgustingly like OP that it makes it unfun. Um, so I'm it's kind of weird that. with the conversation we just had about chains. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's because I don't get chains as the support. 
Yeah. You know, so I don't True. really care. You just have to play a role that builds it, then you're happy. You're eating good. Exactly. Exactly. Um, be, the, be the one who buys the chains, not the one who gets bound by them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Been having fun waiting for Kanye to release his album, uh, which <laughs> didn't happen, but Aww. we've been assured it's August 6th, so. I'm sure that'll happen as well. Sure. Uh, either way, I mean the the memes that come out of it are just so fun that you know it, uh, whatever. I have fun. It's mm-hmm. a ride either way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that's it. So let's jump into the show. Shout out to our brand newest patron, uh, Skydrill, who I believe just uh, just subbed to us today. So thank you so much for uh, for yeah um, giving trying us to, money. He's trying to sneak into the lounge. Supporting us. Yeah. yeah. Um, appreciated a bunch. Uh, Aiden, do you have any Lee Cast news? Uh, not that much this week. Um, once again, just check out our YouTube. We're always putting up good content there. Um, outside of that, Zed Talks will be up in a couple weeks on our YouTube for uh, people who don't subscribe to our Patreon. If not, you can go check it out on our Patreon right now. We talk about a bunch of characters like Tark. I think Tark's like the biggest one we talk about during that. Um, yeah. So you can check that out on our Patreon for $1. And we'll have the next episode up uh, sometime next month. So be fun. Hell Yes. Um, we don't, like we said, no news. Uh, we'll have some next week uh, with the patch. Uh, no, the patch is going to be two weeks yeah, it's from a now. Delay. It's, it's yeah, one extra, extra, unfortunately, because there's some good changes on there. There's lots um, of good changes. It's one of those patch notes, like, just, we don't need to talk about it for too long. But yes, like, yeah, every yeah. single character there is just like, thank God. I mean, other than Tom Kench, but I'm a little biased because I like yeah, that character. But yeah. it's like, Diana's mm-hmm. getting nerfed. Fiora's getting nerfed. Lee Sin's getting nerfed. Tom Kench. Hoggers! Zin Zhao's getting nerfed. Ziggs is getting nerfed. Fuck all those characters. Dark Seal's getting nerfed. And then they're buffing mm-hmm. like a bunch of characters that I like. Like, they're buffing like Sivir and Nunu and Maokai and Jarvan. Like, all those characters are sick to see buffs. I'm so excited for the patch. New yeah, me too. Buffs? I think. Uwu? The only thing that's missing is Divine Sunder and, yeah. and Chain nerfs. Um, hey, fun fact, the Jarvan subreddit, the Jarvan mains or whatever, is the single lowest uh, by sub count um, outside of, if we exclude Action, uh, Action, Action, yeah. Action, 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 yeah. who just came out. Mm-hmm. So, Sag. Um, but he's getting buffed too. It's Poggers. Um, yeah. So, we'll just get right into the guffaw, I guess, the, the real meat and the thing that I've been... Uh, I mentioned this before the show. I've been ruminating on this one. I've been I, it's been sitting wrong with me this whole time. Um, so uh, we'll we'll go ahead and, and open up the Twitter. I swear to God, Twitter never loads properly the first time. <laughs> uh, is that just me or is that? It's is been it weird lately. Lately, yeah. Okay. Um, so on what was this Monday? Yeah, Monday. Uh, Azale put out a tweet. Uh, um, the caster from NA. I'm so sick of the prevailing negativity around Pro League. Games do not have to be perfectly played to be entertaining. A poor pick and draft doesn't mean a team can't win. The literal most famous play in League of Legends has, ne- has neither Shen using ult, and today it's all anyone would talk about. Of course, he's referencing the uh, um, Faker versus Ryu Zed 1v1. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, and uh, I, I bl- think also, like, just right off the top, the prevailing sentiment of the way that play is viewed is that wow faker is so good not wow ryu really fucked this play up also faker yeah, dies I, to tower after yeah he gets executed <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think um i think that's his whole point is like well back in the day like this play which is one of the most famous ones if not the most famous one like there's no negativity around it despite it being a magnet for it with what happens yeah you know 
his follow-up tweet is, instead of the most famous play in LOL history getting uh, countless uh, mi millions of views across dozens of videos, you'd get one Reddit thread titled, Insect Fails to Channel Ryu. Um, mm -hmm. Which, I, I don't know. So, like, there, first of all, I don't think that example is, like, the best example, just because, like, I mean, Shen's playing split push, and also, I don't think either of them thought they were going to lose that or would have called for it. Um, but that's besides the point. I, I think we all understand his general sentiment that it does feel like bash on people who do stuff wrong rather than be excited about stuff in general right um and we can get into a larger discussion about why this is ironic coming from certain people and uh just a general talk about negativity in league of legends in general is where i'd like this to kind of go but um i guess like keeping it in the scope of pro play um do you guys think this is an issue in league absolutely um i think uh, there's a lot of negativity within uh within league and I think specifically within pro play itself. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think we see this anytime NA does anything internationally period. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think we get a lot of negativity uh, anytime a team loses. Um, obviously it's going to be 50, 50. You should expect 50, 50. Hey, that was a great game. Great job. Whatever team. And wow, that was a bad game. My team played so poorly. Right. Mm -hmm. But it seems like yeah. in certain scenarios, uh, I would say most game threads, um, uh, specifically on Reddit, because I think that's the most common or accessible place to to see someone else's opinion on on things League of Legends, uh, are, are overwhelmingly negative. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's mm -hmm. really disheartening to see and is, is something that I, I wish didn't exist. Yeah, but. and I think, like, a, a great example is, like the fact that it has happened on multiple occasions like top post front page disappreciation threads yeah. <laughs> right? those are the like, most cringe things in the world they're, they're yeah. so cringe right like there's there's obviously a point where like it is healthy and good for the scene to criticize professional players and management and decisions that are made but like that is just way too far past where it's like mm -hmm. hey let's let's hate on this 17 year old who performed poorly at his first international event when he's been on the team for six weeks yeah like yeah and okay i think i think i want to i want to just jump on your your point real quick i think it is really important to um preface this entire conversation by saying like criticism and pointing out mistakes is not a bad thing and that's not like what is on trial here mm -hmm. um but like there's nothing to be added when you go into a game thread and it says like uh wow FlyQuest is so shit yeah period like that that's nothing that's nothing but negativity you know it, it, pointing out mistakes is one thing but you know having freak and i'm, and I'm gonna start name dropping having freaks say they're barely playing league of legends that yeah. that adds nothing but negativity to the to the conversation. Yeah, and um, like that, I think that's for a discussion of like it being a little ironic. Like we'll we'll go yeah. into this for a second, then dip back out before like yeah. going too deep, sort of thing. But like I do think in general, lots of casters in NA, specifically Azale and Freak, I think are the two biggest ones who like kind of bag yes. on teams a lot, um, and ve are very focused on negativity in their cast, as well as like the analyst desk, and then especially, but it's kind of less of a big deal for them uh co-streamers i think co-streamers bag on like players and teams and 
everything the most like if that's like the top then i would say like analyst desk and then casters like, i think a lot of the casters do a very good job of like pointing out things that might be wrong without being negative but i do think mm-hmm. we do have some casters who i think it's part of their like almost like shtick you know what i mean like freak has just the shtick of like i'm gonna call it like i see it and it's kind of like funny that i like flame people right um yeah that's all fine and good but i do think like for example freaking azale um having that kind of in-game cast mentality and then also azale tweeting this is it does feel it it did rub me the wrong way i could easily see him like having like a follow-up tweet being like hey i know i like kind of bag on people and i think it's something that like i've been thinking about yada 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 but there was no level of self-reflection at all which i think is Mm -hmm. yeah if if it was yeah also preface with like this is something that has affected me and the way that i cast and i'm working on it um and and again i i haven't been watching a lot of the recent streams like i haven't seen a ton of this outside (laughs) of whatever bubbles up to like reddit or conversations here in the discord mm-hmm. um but I, I i think part of it is also a symptom of the the way that casting is kind of designed in that they they want them to be talking every second of every cast mm-hmm. and they want them to be talking about the game and there's only so much you can do before your only options of things to talk about are like potential mistakes or actual mistakes yeah right and obviously you can frame it more positively but you know if if they had the option to spend 30 minutes riffing about the new avengers movie (laughs) instead of having to to fill that time with something where they might say oh wow why did he build this it's it's you know three percent less gold efficient than this other option they could have done mm-hmm. they're a dog mm-hmm. shit player and i, I yeah. think that there's also like the expectation from a lot of viewers that you know who i'm watching and listening to is supposed to be an expert on the topic yep. and offer me some way to improve and again like that's not a promise of lcs is like you watch this game you get better mm-hmm. but i think that there's an expectation in a lot of viewers and again, the the way that most people go about doing that or trying to fulfill that, you know, unspoken promise is like, okay, well, we're going to have to point out mistakes because it's a lot easier to tell somebody, you know, don't build Iceborne Gauntlet when Sunderer is X amount better. Yeah. You know, that that's an easy comment to make. And it's easy to say, like, this player is bad because they did that. It's It's much harder to tell somebody, hey, have you considered just, like, playing mid lane as well as Trovi? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not exactly something that, that people will respond positively to or be able to do anything with. Yeah. Um, Dick, yeah, do you have and any... I, I, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, do you have any final thoughts before I, like, bring it back like, a couple steps? Um, no, let's let's bring it back. <laughs> okay. Um, I just wanted to, like, bring this into, like, a more general... Is League a game that has created negative... Uh, I guess, like, negative perspective in like for all of us i guess like um for example the way the way i've kind of noticed this is when i play overwatch i feel like i get annoyed at misplays or little things way quicker than anyone i've ever played with in solo queue in that game in my entire life everyone in that game is so fucking positive of course of course sometimes you get like negative people but for the most part everyone is so willing to be like oh that's all right ggs whatever like or whatever and that doesn't happen in league and that could be a symptom of not having voice chat or having voice chat um but I also think League has created an environment where it's just 
normalized to be like negative or toxic or just down on everything. Um, and the biggest thing that I noticed it in was um, a melee. Actually, Summit Eleven just finished. Um, we saw a fucking awesome finals between Mango Those and potters. Zane. Um, fucking entertaining as shit. Like to the level of, like entertainment of like the last TSM Cloud Nine game that happened this past weekend, right? Where it was a little bit sloppy. Like it was like the TSM Cloud Nine game was sloppy. The fucking Mango Zane set was sloppy as fuck. I think Mango only won um, because Zane kind of played poorly. But I didn't see a single fucking person say that, Nick. I read through yeah. every single thread. No one's like, ah, Zane played off. Like everyone's just like, holy fuck, melee's hype. And that is such a better mentality to have when viewing like a fucking entertainment product than ah zane mm-hmm. kind of played like shit like it's just so sad you know what i mean like the difference between those yeah. two like things is so astronomical that it completely changes like your, your level of enjoyment the fact that during that set i was like ah, i don't know if i'm enjoying this i eventually by the end was like holy fuck that was some of the best mail i've ever seen even though it wasn't mm-hmm. like the cleanest it's like that level of enjoyment is so much higher than just going I kind of played like shit. Wasn't that honestly that good of melee? Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. It's just it's so easy to see when you compare like you know, League of Legends versus melee, League of Legends uh, solo queue versus Overwatch solo queue, whatever. It it just it just feels like League of Legends has created a negative environment that just kind of self perpetuates this like level of negativity. And maybe mm-hmm. like I'm overthinking it, but I really do think there's some truth to it. I, I think that there's also a, a level of it where. Because, you know, League of Legends and I'd say esports as a whole, like in general, is something that like all of the viewer base or vast, vast majority have played a lot of and continue to play that game. Um, and, and so like they're they're intimately familiar with the subject matter mm-hmm. and want to be criticizing and like feel like they can. Whereas if I'm watching, let's say, let's say I was watching that Smash tournament. Like, I don't know much about that game. Like, obviously, I, I understand some of the systems, yeah. but I, I don't know enough about it to really notice those. And, like, I can just approach it from an enjoyment angle. And I think a lot of people are, yeah, just approaching it from the wrong angle. And I guess, like, that's the, the negativity that mm-hmm. we're talking about is that they're coming at it with, like, that critical lens of I'm going to look for mistakes or something to upset me as opposed to just, like, enjoying the entertainment, com- you know, content yeah. of the game. You know, how many times has somebody watched, like, an NBA game and been like, you know, that was a really good game, but there was this one point where he, like, pivoted left, and I think he should have pivoted right. You know, like... Yeah. But I I, I, I actually think, like, Melee is the perfect counter to, to what you're saying, where the only people still playing Melee are the people who have been playing it for, like, 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's... I. I honestly think I'm going to take it back a little bit to before we took it back. I I think league has a huge problem with like trickle down toxicity Mm -hmm. where you look at the, uh, the most visible league of legends personalities and what they offer to, you know, their, their viewers. And it's primarily negativity. I mean, Tyler, one is the biggest like uh, English speaking league streamer, Mm -hmm. right? We have uh, co-casters, constantly shitting on on, on players on builds yeah and i think like personally that's fine because i think there's an there's an air of like casualness with those where you know you're allowed to because it's because it's more uh, i don't know it's not it's not like you're trying to put on an lcs level like presentation you know with with the double lift medio sneaky like that's supposed to be fun and they're supposed to like 
be laid back and, and shit on people. But I, like, I, I don't want to hear a Zalen freak talk about like, why is this game still going on? Like just engage or even in the TSM cloud nine match, like freak specifically point out, pointed out a point where Spica died with an ability up. Yeah. It, which was exactly what like Azale is criticizing the very next day. So I, I, I think like there is in, I'm not saying that league of legends fans are, are perfect and they should be like, expunged from any of like having any of the blame yeah but when all of the top like league of legends personalities are perpetuating toxicity like what is supposed to trickle down to the people quoting the like those people or 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 shape or having their league of legends perspective shaped by them i i don't know like and that i i don't know what like this seems like such a hypocritical take coming from oh, at least with without the lens of self reflection because yeah. uh, like like you Aiden I went through this entire uh tweet thread from what I could see without a twitter account and not once did I say did, did I see Azale say like that, that you know this doesn't exclude casters or or um y- yeah. you know even even my own like discussions uh because I've I, like I've seen enough CLG games to 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 hear freak to hear to to hear Azale to yeah. hear uh, Raz like shit on my team before before the game even starts. Yeah, um, or, and, or and it's talk like about players calling them dog shit who are still like top ten in their country. Yeah, and, and I mean that's it, it's an, it's incredibly frustrating from a viewer perspective, and I can completely understand why people perpetuate what these people say. Like Pislow didn't come from yeah. like mm-hmm. just some some solo queue random, right? I. I I don't know. No, I, I yeah, don't know. that's like, kind of that my was, thoughts on it. <laughs> you were you were talking about the trickle down. We've addressed it plenty of times before, but like, no matter what rank you are, there are people above you who think that you're dog shit, and there are people below you that you probably think are dog shit of the game. And like, the the evolution of that and its pervasiveness is just like continued to grow more and more and more. Where it's like you know there will be master players who say. If you're D3, like, you literally have no idea how to play the game, and you're a monkey at a keyboard. And then there are diamond players who will say the same thing about gold players, and gold players who will say the same thing about bronze players. And, like, there's there's just no discussion there. Mm-hmm. there there's nothing, you know, saying, hey, you know, people who are, you know, hard-stuck D3 are making a lot of mistakes and you know here's why or here's you know some ways to improve them it's just like they know nothing end of conversation and, and that's where that negativity really festers because there's there is nothing to talk about and, and then it just sits and it gets repeated and repeated and repeated yeah i mean since when did having a 50 percent win rate like indicate and, and I'm, I'm not saying i'm i'm immune to this criticism like i've definitely called people hard stuck but why is that an insult when, like, people are just playing at the rank that that, that, that yeah. they're supposed to be at? You know, right. it's just like that's... negativity and toxicity, right? Like that's yeah, the yeah, exactly, and exactly. Like, it's like a balance of like, <laughs> it's not good regardless to be negative. I think that's a pretty safe thing. Like negativity, just in general, isn't a positive thing. <laughs> what a surprise! Well, what a hot take. <laughs> uh, I know, but like. There's there's just levels, right? Like so, in general, yeah, it sucks yeah. that they're negative. Like I I feel like when I go into other games, I'm more negative than any other person that plays those other games, and I feel like part of it is like just because maybe I take games more seriously or whatever, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a good thing. Part of it is I think I've been conditioned by League of Legends, uh, which I don't think is a sure. crazy take. Um, 
but at the very least, I think I can be pretty honest with the fact that, like, I am trying not to be that way, right? It'd be like LS, like, LS very much does shit on, like, a lot of, like, low-level play, right? Anything from, like, literally Mm -hmm. pick ban in the best region, he'll be like, it's kind of like shit, oh, they shouldn't be picking this because in a vacuum X, Y, and Z, which is a fine thing, but he also doesn't then go, like ah, there's so much negativity, right? Like, he's he's very yeah. aware that what, he, what he's creating is is negative. Like, he does it in a way for educational purposes, but in no way is he fucking, like, virtue signaling that, like, there's too much negativity in, like, the scene or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is just, like, a whole nother layer to it. I think that we have way too many people that are negative in the scene that it does trickle down, but holy fuck, man. <laughs> this, this, this tweet is just out of this world to me. Yeah, um, it's such a glass house take. Like, yeah. yeah, and I think, I think particularly with the LS example, yeah, it'd be like, if out of the blue... LS was just like, hey, I think it's wild that people are taking drafts so seriously and think that games are over in draft. Yeah. Full stop, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, that's that's kind of your shtick. And again, like, mm-hmm. you have valid criticism and educational content, but they're, they're, <laughs> let's get a little self awareness, or maybe even you know a recommendation to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if let's say Azale was you know a you know perfectly virtuous caster and was never ne- never negative, and was like bringing this topic to the forefront, just mentioning it still doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like I am going to actively work, you know, to make the cast more positive or to you know talk to the other casters or the management. It's just again, right, like. It's negativity in itself where it's just like things are bad full stop not here's what we can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like I I think the 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 most clear-cut example I'm I'm going to pick on Freak again but like how many times have we heard Sword Art referred to as like a 6 million dollar yeah support <laughs> right in in, in a, with a negative context yeah, like, play like that that adds nothing. Like and look where TSM is now. Like the yeah, best team in the league, or third or like, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. yeah I, I mean, maybe not, not, maybe not standings wise, but I think like yep, they're top three. For I sure. value, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I think a lot of like the solo queue stuff boils down to to voice comms. I mean, it is so much more difficult to be rude and toxic to uh, like an actual human voice, like and <laughs> and realizing holy shit, like that's another person on the other end of that like to to feel the to have to feel the sadness in their voice versus holy shit you're a dog shit mid laner why are you even playing and then all they can say is like no fuck you Mm -hmm. yeah and i yeah i think we've all probably had tons of like microcosm experiences of this particularly i think aiden and i who have one tricked characters a little bit more where it's like the vast majority of times when I try and explain something about Zillion to a solo queue teammate, right? Like the response is never like, thank you for teaching me about your character. <laughs> it's either like, I already knew that you idiot or like you still played it wrong. Or, or, or they immediately say that you're being a dickhead, right? Because that's the way. Yeah. That's, that's the, the worst part. They, they mm. assume that you're not just trying to inform them, right? It's yeah. like, Hey, I, I'm nothing about your play, but like in case you weren't aware, like yeah. this is how the bomb priority works. Or, yeah, or like you know, type so good try to a teammate after a mistake. Yeah, no, like, of course. Like, and you're mm-hmm. you're toxic as fuck. It's perceived as negative, like yeah, just and that's yeah. like conditioning, right? And it's like I don't know. It's one mm-hmm. of those things where I think everyone has to like try to get a little bit better. I definitely think that overall, like there is trickle down negativity, but I think that all of us perpetuate it to some degree. And I, I would like to see a fix because man, is it nice playing other games sometimes, man? <laughs> I hate to oh, say. Oh, for it. sure, for but, sure. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's kind of like the basis of it, unless you guys had anything else to say. No, that's all I had. I think well, we, we keep covered things all the rolling. You gotta go <laughs> positive from the negative. Yeah. Choo, choo, choo. Awesome. Awesome. Um, speaking of com- competitive league, uh, <laughs> um, there was a. Uh, this is the the LPL, right? Yeah, LPL. Yeah. Um, v- <laughs> V5's jungler. Uh, they were zero and twelve uh, overall with series. Um, <laughs> forgot to take smite in. Was it game one? Game one versus yeah. uh, Sooning. Yeah. Uh, and it was. <laughs> it was not a good look. There were a lot of uh, a lot of comments on that thread saying like, "This is a really sus match." Like, look at the betting lines. The yeah. the like the the what was it? The kills the kill uh, line was like twenty two and a half. Yes, yeah, so, and there were twenty two kills. So game one, like, I, let's just talk about it. Like, let's just break it down. Okay. So in game yeah. one, the jungler forgets to take smite, right? Which mm-hmm. shouldn't happen, first of all. But like this, yeah. Here, here's like yeah. another thing. I think no matter what, the rules should be rewritten. That if that happens, you fucking remake the lobby. And it should be specifically for Smite because that ruins the game. The game is yeah. Over. The game is over. Like yeah, exactly. People were like, oh, it's a thing. So like, if your AD carry takes heal, then they like get in. They go, oh, this person took whatever. Like I, I oh, I meant to take cleanse, but just make it for Smite. It's a fucking competitive video mm-hmm. game. Like <laughs> the fact that you go, okay, uh, let's just. Well, I guess we'll tune back in in forty-five minutes because this game is over before it started. Like that's just that's so silly to me. But mm-hmm. that is a rule, and that can be fixed in like another way. But that's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I, and I think that I like there are arguments to be made about it where it's like there have been times in league of legends history where running a jungler without smite or running a team with no smites like could be viable i don't think there is it wait are you saying like no smite and there's still a jungler I think that there have been times where that could be considered a viable strategy. i think that has never existed in league of legends ever I think you have always needed smite. Always, I think so as well. I, I'm I'm saying like I think you could be able, you would be allowed to, but I like not take smite. But I'm just saying that like the fact that they could go, hey, we want a remix, we forgot to take smite. Like that should just be a yes, cool type thing. Like go for it, yeah. No, we- I, I I completely agree. I think like smite is the only example of like, oh, I <laughs> truly meant to like not take this, or like I I I I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> fuck oh well yeah no it wasn't but that important I, I, I just think that it's one of those things where it's like that should just that, that just fixes like the viewing experience mm-hmm. for the league like that, that yeah the, your viewing experience shouldn't be like ruined because something like that happened there's a rule that stops your viewing, viewing experience from being fun imagine in the finals fucking game five some yeah 100 okay mm-hmm. pack it up boys we're going home <laughs> like that's just like it's so silly like that should just be like a rule yeah. fix though i i think that they definitely could implement it and i i don't think that it's possible or at all viable in today's league again i i'm sure i i really do think at some point you probably could have gotten away with it 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 probably was still not good but was it like so very very bad that you could could call the game unwinnable from the start i'm thinking back to i mean yeah before five minute inhibitor team yeah what what was like i don't know they might have taken smite, they did smite, take smite but um like before smite gave you xp like it gave you like the bonus xp or whatever for like stuff mm-hmm. of course you can in yeah. theory jungle that smite but um it's just like that should just be fixed i i don't think there's too yeah much they, they should just there, remake that yeah, yeah that should just be like it's crazy that they're not allowed the bigger thing is yeah. is the fucking uh match fixing allegations which is a possibility i'm not sure if mm-hmm. it's like just unlucky or whatever so the idea colton is that in game um two there's exactly 22 kills 
and the game got ended without any more kills happening as soon as it hit 22. And the betting line is 22.5 on that game. Yeah. Like on all the big betting apps, uh, like to make money. Oh, God. So it's higher or but, lower than but, 22.5 kills, right? And the turret line in that game is also yeah. 11.5, which every single turret was taken in that game. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Like, that's like, um, th- it's like a little suspect i don't know if that's enough to say oh this is a 100 match fix but that in combination mm-hmm. with a guy fretting to take smite and it, it's just like it's just weird man and this is also the uh last place lpl team who's 0-12 currently uh versus like a middle of the pack team it's just all of it lines up like fuck there could be some match fixing for tons of money right here <laughs> yeah there definitely could be and i guess just in in my eyes it's hard to think that if they were fixing the match, that they would be so dumb yeah. as to tell the yeah. jungler to not take smite. Yeah, like it's so much easier to be like, hey, you know, at at three minutes, do a sloppy dive top lane and give him a double kill, right? Like that's easy to play off, but like everyone's gonna talk about your jungler not having smite. Yeah, I guess oh, it's like one of those yeah, things where it's yeah. like, oh, we literally forgot. We tried as hard as we could, but there's just no mm-hmm. way of winning that game. And then it's like, I don't know. It's just it's it's just very like weird. I hope there's at least something yeah. someone who looks into this. I don't personally think it actually was like match fixing, but it's probably worth like checking out. Like, it, there's probably like yeah. a lot of money that was won or lost off of something like this. So, mm-hmm. and I think that they could also add some kind of clause where it's like, if a a major mistake was made in select maybe again they have to maybe put like a pause or it could only be applied with smite or even like fee the coaches or something where it's like hey if your person took you know the wrong summoner spell you you can make that claim or that challenge but it is going to be a big thing i I think again that gets into really messy territory really quick outside of the not having smite on a jungler but yeah, I, I think you could even make a rule just like junglers are required to take smite unless they declare that they don't want to. Yeah, and yeah. like not taking it will result in a full remake, like minus flash plus smite. Yeah, um, I like, also, I also just want to like point out that like their their like development team has also been accused of match fixing in the past. Like, uh, uh, so like it's just it's just like a little weird, man. Like, League has, like, a lot of money thrown into, like, sports betting now, and it's just something that should at least be fucking investigated by, like, a professional source, I think. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Want to talk about what's even more sad? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, in the new OCE League, uh, the LCO, uh, what, the Chiefs? I don't know what the team name is. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs held uh, the Mammoth team hostage in a game. Um, what, they, they farmed, like, 15 kills uh before ending the game yeah uh stood outside the stood outside the nexus um or stood outside the fountain fountain killing them on spawn didn't hit the nexus and the caster uh who was casting at that time um kind of uh (laughs) made his opinion about about that known was very unhappy with it took to twitter to apologize for the outburst but stood by his point um Am I am I missing anything? No, you got it. Yeah, it's uh, Rusty. Rusty's a really good caster. It's just that's fucking yeah. sad though. They're the second team in the league, and they're just farming the bottom team. And it's just crazy that like stuff like that. I don't know, man. That that like makes me lose respect. Like, first of all, you're playing in a league that has fucking zero viewership, anyways. Like, what a mm-hmm. way to ki- kill the fucking viewership in the league, man. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't and respect just... your own league at all. 
Yeah, you're you're showing clear disrespect for your league and disrespect for the game, and like, even if they tried to back it up with some bullshit thing where it's like, we wanted our players to have higher stat lines so that they might get more sponsors or something. It's yeah. like, that's just such fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, but it, uh, and like it, it's and it's might... something that wouldn't like. I feel like people in LEC and LCS have gotten fined or disciplinary action for so much less. It's yeah. just I I don't know. It's such a cringe action that makes me think like, like you've never won before. Like this is your first time winning a game yeah. ever. Like I, I think it happens a lot of the times on ARAM, and maybe I'm a little like thin skinned about this, but you're not impressing anyone by standing outside the nexus and letting the minions kill it. Like just just hit the nexus and end it. You know, show me some respect as a player. I. I don't, I don't know. know. And they like tweeted about it after. Like they're just all being like douchebags on Twitter about it too. Like their jungle and stuff. They're like, oh, well, we were playing poke comp, so we were just looking for kills. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. You're fucking. I don't know. It makes me so mad. It makes yeah. me just like, I hope. Like, I don't know. There's so many good people that are like trying to make that league a thing, even though Riot killed it. You hope that they all get fined at the very least. And you really hope that, like, I don't know, they get replaced by like people who like respect League of Legends, I guess. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 one of those like again, and any of this shit is is always on a spectrum, and it's yeah. like pretty clear to say in this situation that their intent was not to win the game. Like you, you can be the 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 best angle I can give it is like that they were trying to boost their own stats, and you know while that's still pretty selfish, like in reality they were probably just trying to make the other team feel like shit and make themselves feel good. But, like, if I'm giving them the absolute benefit of the doubt, it's just, like, hey, here's a chance to boost our KDAs so that we can have, like, these points to talk about. And even then, right, it's, like, okay, clearly you're not trying to win the game. And, sure, there's a spectrum of, like, padding the stats versus trying to end the game as quickly and efficiently as possible. And you can't give disciplinary action every time someone makes a like suboptimal play because that's just an impossibly like slippery slope to Mm -hmm. enforce and actually know but in cases like this it's just really really disheartening to see right like at the top level of that league this just really poor sportsmanship sitting out there and being like Mm -hmm. again the most we can do is just hope that there is some type of enforcement and change so that, that doesn't happen again yeah i don't know how much yeah. like uh like ruling there is in that league because it's obviously not a riot like enforced league anymore it's an esl league i believe um so hopefully esl looks to find them because it's not really in riot's jurisdiction unless i mean riot could in theory just bar them from events if like they really wanted but i, I think that's probably a little bit too far but they should at least mm-hmm. get a fine and like they should have to fucking apologize do all like the basic like social media hurrah or whatever but yeah it's just it's just sad it's just sad that players do stuff like that but yeah oh cool um do you want to talk about round table round i do want to talk about the round table because this week's is a little bit crazy but we'll talk about last week's first um so last week's round table question was what champion would be from your hometown um so 
we got actually a billion responses to this question. Um, from our Twitter, we got one from Rainbow Honeysuckle, and they says, I live in the middle of the woods, so likely Lilia, probably. Uh, Dayman says, uh, Brand, because I live in Phoenix. Uh, Keith said, the town I grew up was uh, known for working with iron, so Orn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from our Discord, we got a couple. One from Speedy Spikes. He says, what champ is uh, Speedy Spikes, uh, is from ho- Speedy Spikes hometown? Another set of Speedy Spikes, Ramus. Los Angeles has its highs of glitz and glamour. See a Powerball jackpot, anyone? Uh, but the lows of homelessness, absurd cost of living, and hot weather, averaging out to a merely okay. LA, like Ramus, <laughs> has the history of tremors with its uh, frenzied pace of life. Uh, he, like everyone else in the overpopulated hub, has learned to put up at their defensive barriers and make sure no one gets too close. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, another one from our Discord is from a Wild Bane. They say Nunu and Willop are absolutely from Buffalo, New York. Tons of snow, good food, and four seasons of adventure. Uh, kite surfing to snowshoeing uh, just depends on the time of year. Uh, and then last from our Discord, we've got one from Camarail. Uh, they say Viego would be from my hometown. Angsty e-boy with lots of wealth, power, and influence who has everything in life handed to him but throws a tantrum and makes it everyone else's problem when the... <laughs> When there's one thing that they can't get, sounds like a good portion of the guys who I went to who I went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as can be. Um, so this week's roundtable question, though, it, it's a little bit confusing. So I, I put a big explanation in our Discord. If you don't understand my explanation I'm about to give, feel free to go to our Discord, Discord uh, leakcastpodcast.com/discord. Uh, I explain it there. So I, in the next couple of weeks, want to put together a video about uh, the League of Legends iceberg. So if you don't know what a iceberg is it refers to like the literary device like hey iceberg hey it's like more than what it actually seems because the icebergs are huge on the bottom yada 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 so the idea is the question is um what do you think should be included in the league of legends iceberg uh, how do how deep does that topic or controversy go um so i I, get, I linked an example on our discord of like a pokemon example where it's like the surface level stuff is like hey uh muck backwards has come <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> or like if you go if you go down like a little bit like um there's like some little things like what is Mimikyu's real appearance and like stuff like you start thinking about as you go deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where it's like at the very bottom Ash is in a coma and all of his uh, journey is a dream right I think that one actually makes so much sense (laughs) yeah and it's like it depends on how deep you go so I'm trying to create one for League of Legends because surprisingly League is one of the biggest games in the world and they have there's been one that's done that's like, like super shitty um so the examples I gave of, like, what would be in a League of Legends version of one would be, like, on a surface level of, like, the iceberg, uh, it would be, like, uh, Riot balances characters based on popularity, right? They want popular characters to always be good. And they'll mm-hmm. uh, characters that are less popular, they don't really give a shit if they're good or not. Um, that's, like, a pretty surface level thing. Most people who, like, play League of Legends can have that as a thought, right? Or if you go a little bit mm-hmm. deeper, you might go into, like, a controversy or something that's kind of, like, buried deep. Like, Riot back when they started, like... Uh, making league of legends uh like actual career for people they tried to push a thing that every single league of legends lcs player <laughs> could that. not stream any other game other than league of legends right? i forgot about that and it's like that's mm-hmm. fucking crazy like a lot of people just don't know about that because it's so fucking buried and we have like a lot of good examples in our discord i think our first uh response was someone talking about how um oh losers queue losers queue is probably like a little bit under service level because probably not your average player like knows what the fuck loser's queue is but mm-hmm. i would say a large portion of the player base has this idea that riot does put you in loser's queue if you're winning too much will like c- keep giving you shitty teams until you like lose enough and i feel like that's something that has just 
become this like theory for the game. Uh, so my kind of thing is I want to put together this iceberg, all these different levels, talk about them. So if you have anything from League of Legends past controversies, topics, stuff that got buried, whatever, throw it in there. I'll research it a little bit and I want to make a video, but uh, it's going to be the roundtable mm-hmm. question for this week. So do you guys I, have anything that you I, want I to think... like add to this? I, I will so I I think if if you have any responses, Nick, I definitely want to hear those. But I think one thing to I guess talk about in this mm-hmm. is that there's like the the League of Legends the game yeah. iceberg, and then there's also League of Legends the lore yeah. iceberg, right? Where it's like yeah, you can have right like a couple layers into the iceberg or, or wherever you want to put it, where yeah. it's like is is Jarvan for really LeBlanc? Yeah, that that's a great or, or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like where that that's somewhere in the iceberg. But it's also, I think, a very separate conversation than, yeah, like, Loser's Q or... I, I would just throw it in there, too. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I, I mean, we, it we all is going to go on there, them yeah. Both. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, do you have any... Do you have the, any... It, I feel like this is going to be a question that our listeners are going to have very good answers to, yeah. but since we got put on the spot, it's going to be kind of shitty. <laughs> um, I, I would say, similar to Riot Balancing for popularity... Riot balancing for uh, skin releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that, oh, Jinx has a skin coming out. Guess who's getting buffs? Yeah. But, like, yeah. for sure. And that's, like, a pretty, like, probably s- close to surface, but maybe, like, a little bit under surface level thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I would put mm-hmm. that at the surface, I obviously. would very much think that anyone who, like, <laughs> hates a character like a Blanco's, this character's only good because she gets so many skins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out there a couple layers, Steve. I think that... One of the primary driving factors between Riot never releasing a proper 1v1, 2v2 map, <laughs> like, I think that there's a couple compounding factors, but, like, they knew it would split their queues and, like, make queue times longer and worse. <laughs> it would point out more bugs because you'd have these, like, much more replicatable one-on-one situations where there's not as many factors, <laughs> and probably people would care less about skins in 1v1s, yeah. honestly. Right, because it's like I'm showing off for only my opponent, or what? Right. So I I think that they all along had plenty of the tech and like build and capability to release one v ones, two v twos, and like suppressed it for those and probably other reasons. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and my only other it's one that like, I would add is like my answer for this week, even though I suggest the other two would be like the old like hidden passives and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. characters with sunglasses take one less damage from like Leona alt. So oh like, yeah, yeah. Or, Some like, of those did, hidden passives were hilarious. Yeah. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that there's a Thresh Senna quest? Yes. If they, yeah. If they both hit a hundred souls, like and one kills the other, they get like a portion of the stats. Not they don't steal it, but they they just get it. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Cool. I, I didn't realize that was there. Yeah, they're only in normal games still, but those quests are really, really cool. Or they're called, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're actually called. There, there's, like, a... I, th- I think they're called quests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're still quests, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to tell us uh, what goes in your League of Legends iceberg and where, how deep it goes, um, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, at LeakCast, our Twitter, at LeakCast, or come into our Discord and uh, join the conversation, leakcastpodcast.com slash Discord. Paul... Gers. Uh I'm going Time to emails. Before emails, oh. I'm gonna throw in one quick little odd one out. Just a little okay. quick one. Okay. It was uh I received some assistance from uh <laughs> from some listeners and I wanna I wanna reward them with a quick turnaround. Sure. Um <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Uh so the first one 
almost nine months since release, by the way. The longer Seraphine only has one skin, the more it shows she was only a cash grab. Number two, how to play versus Singed? Hi, I'm a top lane main who needs some help playing against Singed. The lane seems so not interactive that I don't know what to do. You trade minion waves and die to minions or lose them to tower, or you chase a stinky fart juice and die and lose those same minions. How is this fair? Please help. Or number three, I need help. Hi guys, I'm a Katarina main and I need help. Recently, a friend of mine, who is a Seraphine support main, had a bad experience against a fed Katarina. Since then, he keeps repeating that Kat is not a skill-based champion, uh, which with which you have to just press R to do a pentakill. And I don't know how to make him change his mind anymore. This makes me so uncomfortable that I begin to think that I was wrong about my favorite champion. I've already tried to ignore him, but he keeps repeating it every time I play Kat, or we're up against her. How should I behave? <laughs> uh, I think the second one was you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Can I can we double down on that? I'm down to double down on it. Yeah, that that yeah. one is mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stinky fire juice yeah, yeah. was the giveaway. Okay, <laughs> I I wanted to kind of lean into the silliness, but maybe yeah. that was too far. I do think that um, I wish the cat one was just hi guys. I'm a cat main. I need help, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny as a oh, post. That'd be really funny. Like I fall and I cannot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's uh, so the uh, the Seraphine cash grab one was sent to me on Discord, yeah, and I was fucking dying. Yeah, it's funny as can be. If it's a cash grab, why is there one skin? Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't and know. also like, how many other characters have gone months, if not years, with just their release skin? Yeah. Yeah, for real, that's <laughs> insane to me. Uh, but yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to the people who sent it in, I appreciate it a bunch. Well, thanks for thanks for doing that, boys. You got it right. Emails. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, after emails. That, on to mail fight. We got our first one here from Daniel. It says, "Hey, Leadcast team. My name's Daniel, and I've recently started listening to your podcast at work, and now I can't stop. Anyway, I've been playing League for five or so years as an AD carry main. I was stuck in silver for three of those years until I started to jungle with Nunu, Trundle, and Warwick. After I started spamming these champs, I got to gold and returned <laughs> to my AD carry role." The next season, I dropped jungle and did it only playing ADC. Now, I have yet to get past gold 3, and I'm not sure how I can improve. Uh, I would like to stay as mostly AD carry with a little bit of mid gameplay as I find jungling boring and not as rewarding. If there's any tips you could give that that would be greatly appreciated, thanks a ton, Daniel. Can I go ahead and tackle this one and then we yeah, can go move on? You got, you got to play bite champs. You play Nunu, you play Trundle, you play Warwick. They all bite people, and then you move to AD carries. There's not a single one. There's is not there a single any? one that yeah, bites other champions. Maybe AD carry that bites the opponent. The closest one is maybe Kogma, who like digests them. Maybe, but but you're a biting, you're a biting boy. Yeah. You gotta play Nunu, Trundle, Warwick. Maybe you can even throw in Chogath. You know, we can we can I'm toss a bite that one main. in. I'm a bite main. Um, yeah, I'm a bite main. That's just Kennedy, right? <laughs> Did you do that on yeah, she played for a uh, while? Yeah, Ch- uh, Chogath and Trundle every game. Oh god. Yeah. Um, you can play Tom Kench. He's kind of a not quite a biting character, but if you want to swallow character, he's he's a, mm-hmm. he's a lick character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still um, mouth related. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's in the same. It's in the same wheelhouse. Um. <laughs> so I, I mean, I I guess the only other thing I would say other than the the comic is uh, if you're planning on maining eighty carry um focus a lot on mechanics i mean like practice tool hit every single cs learn how to space and like orb walk i mean i, I think that that's one of the biggest things for eighty carries is just like getting those like fundamental mechanics down um yeah. 
And I, I think also just maybe assess why you find jungle boring and not rewarding. Um, because maybe you'll, you know, learn something about yourself or the game, or maybe just that, like, you don't maybe really like playing Nunu and Trundle and Warwick, and you could have that same rewarding feeling by playing harder carry jungles like maybe Kindred or Xin Zhao or something. Like, again, I, I don't know your play style or what you like, but maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not sure. It sounds like you performed kind of just okay as AD carry. Then you performed extremely well as a jungler. And now you're kind of just playing okay as an AD carry. I think AD carry is a role that takes a lot mm-hmm. of practice. Um, and it sounds like you kind of fell off the wagon with that practice when you switched to jungle, which helped you to climb. Um, so I mean, the jungle may be boring, and I'm definitely not saying go back to it if you're not enjoying it. But... You know, put the time in and, and, and practice as much as you can. Or, I, I don't know, try to play those characters in solo lane. I think Trundle, mm-hmm. Warwick, Cho'Gath, um, as a meme, are excellent top laners that you can, you can you know, cheese with or, or even perform pretty okay with yeah. in, in top lane. Nunu's kind of a cheesy mid laner, but, you know, if you can play him well, he'll just solo carry a game. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, just give other roles a try for a while, because I think... Part of this is that you're saying, you know, you were stuck in, I think, silver as AD carry, got to gold playing jungle, and then was able to hit gold again playing only AD carry. And, like, that's because playing jungle for that long taught you something and you got better at the game. Yeah. Right? There, there was something along the lines that playing jungle for that much time taught you about how to play AD carry better because you became a gold level AD carry when you were a silver AD carry before. So maybe play top or play mm-hmm. mid, or play support, or play jungle for a little bit. And you might find that when you come back to AD carry, you have a better understanding of things, and you know maybe you die less to jungle ganks now, or you're more prepared to play around your mid laner, or you know whatever the, the factors might be, you, know, you, you can learn a lot about the game and develop yourself. Uh, so hopefully one of those many tips helps you out. Yeah. And again, just, thanks for the email. Just Daniel. to like okay, uh, add on to your thing really quick, Colton. I think like it's so uh, like so crazy how many in the pro scene, how many pro AD carries were once support mains or how many like pro supports were once like AD carry mains. Because mm-hmm. um, turns out like that's a role where if you play like 50 games of support man, you know exactly what you want your AD carry to be doing. And that, yeah. that as an AD carry, if you play 100 games of AD carry or whatever, you know exactly what you want your support to be doing. And those roles, like, playing them both allows you to, like, have this great idea of, like, how you should be playing, like, your role in combination with your support. It's They work so well to, like, learn together. I'd recommend that. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, next email is from P. Cray All Day. Uh, hey, guys. Just felt... Uh, the need to share with you guys about how much my 13-month-old baby hates League. When she sees me sit down at the computer, she'll ditch everything her mother included to come and yell at me. When I watch LCS, <laughs> she watches it for 10 seconds, then cries. I mean, <laughs> I also cry when yeah. I watch LCS. Uh, if I'm in-game during one of her naps, she'll wake up and just mean mug me through the camera. This child literally hates this game. You know what she doesn't hate, though? TFT. When I was watching the finals, she'd just chill in my lap and randomly get excited for lasers. If I'm just chilling and playing a game on my phone, uh, she'll come watch. Uh, these also apply to Legends of Matera. Uh, so what's my next step? Do I just main TFT or do I ditch this child and try again? League has been in my life longer than she has, so it called dibs on me a long, uh, a long time ago. 
Jokes aside, I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. You guys are rad and do rad things. So keep doing rad things. P.S. I wish all my laser choices in TFT could be used as Elder Dragon buff. As cool as Dragon Laser is, I just want to shoot someone with a giant gold coin. P.C.R.A. all day. That'd be a fun little, like, uh, I, I don't know, microtransaction. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would affect Elder. the game, like, negatively at all. I think that's, like, actually a really fucking no. cool idea. I don't, I don't think so either. And it already sort of exists for, like, fun game modes, right? Isn't there an Earth kill? Yeah. Uh, cosmetic or something like that? That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a pretty question. Obviously, yeah, just ditch your child. <laughs> Try um, Wild Rift. Try, that's a phone game. It is League uh-huh. of Legends. Maybe she won't like it, but maybe yeah, that's little, also a, a, a gateway drug, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you have you bought her any skins yet? True. I think that's an important question. Yeah, exactly. If you don't, right? if you don't if, get if you don't get your uh, what is it, ten fifty nine? Is that the if you don't get a ten fifty nine skin plan yeah. going for your kid now? <laughs> how is she, exactly. how is she gonna have all the skins when she grows? That up? is true. How, how is Riot gonna buff her character? Yeah. Um, based on the skins, awesome. Thanks, P. Craig. Good luck with your uh, good luck with your little child. Yeah. Next email here is from Ray. I was trying to look up what the actual plan is because it's not 1059. Yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, hey, the cast. <laughs> First, wanted to say love the podcast and all you do for the community. Now, let's get into it. Disclaimer I'm writing this before Akshan is released on live. I've heard you guys talk about him a few times so far and more specifically his W ability and how it isn't really going to be that strong and how people are overreacting to the revive mechanic. I agree with this and totally think that you said, uh, and totally think that, like you said, 99% of the time the revive won't be that impactful. Most games, the W revive won't do much, especially with revive timers early in the game being so short. (laughs) And other times it might just revive your O10 Yasuo to give the other team another chance to kill him anyway. I've played I just love the image of like an Akshan not killing an opponent because I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this would bring Yasuo back. I'm punishing you. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, you it's go merciful. free. It's merciful for my Yasuo to stay dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, anyway, I've played him a bunch on PvE, and unless your roams are perfect, most of the time your ally will only have a second or two left on their respawn timer by the time you get the kill. Late game with longer timers, it is way more impactful though. My question is this. I spent some time trying to think about why people really seem mad about the ability, and I think I get it. Is there another champion in the game that has the chance, as slim as that chance may be, to literally win the game for their team from a passive ability that doesn't require anything more than just being there? It only requires a takedown, um, the ability has four other components to it. The W also gives camo, bonus gold for killing a scoundrel, move speed while moving towards a scoundrel, and mana regen while moving towards a scoundrel. W already sounds like a complete ability without the revive mechanic. Just feels really uninteractive to me the more I think about it. Why not tie the revive to his ultimate that has an execute mechanic? Makes way more sense in my head. You execute the scoundrel with a badass charged ulti gun, and then you get to revive your allies. Uh, again, I don't. Uh, I know that the revive in practice won't win you the game a vast majority of the time, but it does seem kind of silly that a passive ability can win you the game. Also, side note, I do love the design of Akshan and think he looks sick. 
This isn't even about whether I think he will be strong or not, and don't want this to come across like I'm hating on him for no reason. Sorry for the long email, Ray. No, you're great. That was, so, that was a great email. Yeah, um, I I want to start this off by uh, by saying I think a lot of League of Legends has to do with um, perspective and how you how you perceive certain abilities. Uh, because I can make the same argument for uh, Malzahar passive, for instance. He doesn't have to do anything except not get hit, and he could be blocking the Ash ult that would pick off one of the valuable members of um, uh, of his team by just standing there, you know. Or, or same thing with mm-hmm. Mundo. Um, I I think the the best example probably right now in, in the current state would be Lissandra, right? Where yeah. she has the potential to, based on just one takedown like kill the entire enemy team without pushing any buttons mm-hmm. i guess and obviously it, that that never happens but i i guess like i, I want to take like a different take of it like slightly um i i do agree i and i think that is a powerful part of his kit um and i do think it's annoying that it's on the passive but i don't think it being on the passive versus being on something else like really matters i think it just being on the character is what matters right i think that there's characters that are solo queue characters and they're the solo queue he- uh, hero characters because they have things in their kit which just allows them by chance of being a single character to win the game right i think katarina's fall in that category i think samira's fall in that category i think viego's fall in that category and i do think akshan also falls in that category in a different way and i think the power of these characters by simply having them on on your team allows you to have potential to wipe a team is crazy and i i think it's like very very strong for solo queue i don't think it really fucking matters in pro play at all by the way mm-hmm. um yeah. but it is powerful i i do think it's different than those characters because they have to like wipe them whatever but the fact is katarina has the most pentak or samir has the most pentakills on average followed by characters like katarina for a reason viego also is a character that can just 1v5 because of his like uh passive like ability and Akshan, mm-hmm. yeah he's not team wiping but he does just team revive which is i guess the opposite equivalent right and Although I don't think it's as strong of a mechanic as those ones, it, it, it should be viewed in the same light of, like, having him on your team does just give you an extra win condition now. And that that's crazy for Solo Queue, I think. So I, at least, I'm at least in, in agreement on that with you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but but I think that being added to the game is fine. Yeah, no, I'm happy uh, I think I, I think if they approach... Um, uh, if they approach developing characters for Solo Queue or developing characters for Pro Play... Like that is that is a fine perspective to have, mm-hmm. um, because not every character is meant to be, uh, you know, the the perfect um, professional play character or the perfect you know solo queue or in both, you know. So I I don't know. I I think it's fine. Um, could it possibly be problematic? Absolutely. Um, but I I think this is just a another instance of Riot trying to, like. Uh, add something new to the game and people are reacting negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, a little, a little disappointing uh, because I think this is now a common feature. We um, we had someone so. post in our uh, discord a couple days ago. I don't remember the exact context, but it was something about like League of Legends never changes. And it was like from like season two or something. It was a character getting released in season two and someone go and like the Reddit comments of like, they're fucking adding this. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what character was, but it, like 
It was silly, yeah. right? It was like the equivalent I, of the, like, League of Legends did what? Exclamation point question mark. Yeah, it was like the equivalent of like them adding Nocturne and being like, he can dash across your screen and like people getting mm. mad about it, right? So, like, people always be like upset about stuff. It's really not that big of a deal. I think Akshan is one of the least crazy things they've added in the game. So it's it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's fine. Um, I can understand why it might be a little frustrating, but Seraphine was added to the game and people thought like this would it this this is gonna be ruined. Yeah. You know, and, and that is turning out to be fine. I uh, I don't know. I think um I, I think being hesitant to change is the natural like human thing. Mm-hmm. Um but I see no reason to be more upset about this than versus Orin being able to upgrade items, you know, for mm-hmm. instance. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So So I don't know. Thanks again for the email, Ray. Uh, jump back to Pcray all days. It's a 529 plan, guys. So, Pcray, invest in some skins, get some get some big stonks returns for your kid, and she'll probably start enjoying League more. Hell yeah! I'm glad you found that because that that just really completes the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys really needed <laughs> I was that. <laughs> but yeah, I was on the edge of my seat. You can't see it, but. Thank you, right? Yeah, all you I can Colton. see is the darkness that surrounds you and the little outline of Kogma. True, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> sitting in the dark is just so much more calming. You yeah. Know? Uh, next email is from Tango. Fellas, how are you now? This is a two-parter, so buckle up. First question is, in ELO Hell of Mid-Silver, um, where I have scraped my account out of finally for the third year in a row, uh, I've tried to migrate from every role to becoming a three-character marksman main, Kaisa, Samira, I'm sorry, Sam Daddy, Samira, obviously, an emo goth boy band dual wielder, Aphelios, and have had some trouble with being tower dove early on a 4v2 basis and maybe once every four games. I'm not trying to tell my mid and jungler to come in late because more kills for anyone is bad news for everyone, but... What should happen here? Pre-10 minutes, so no Herald, and taking Dragon is too risky. What should I try to do, and what should my teammates try to do? Second part, I'm trying to level the second account to stay and play with my bronze friend, who I believe should be higher, but just isn't. What is the fastest game mode to gain XP, ARAM, normals, or bots? Love the show as always. I have to try and get a PayPal account set up just for some coaching and adding my name to the list of attempted rapping list uh, <laughs> at the start of each month. Hope you got the Scary Movie 1 and Letter Kenny reference, Peace Tango. I don't oh, know yeah. what either of those things are. I, I mean, scary movie. I, that's but. crazy. I I know both of those pieces of media and have seen them both, and I am not picking up on the reference. But I, it's been a minute since I've watched yeah. either of them. Um, um, so how to av- avoid the four v two tower dive? That's v- incredibly <laughs> specific. You, you probably don't, right? Unless you're um, like, unless your vision is in an appropriate like spot to allow you to back off you probably just die and hope that your teammate can tp in time yeah Um, or there's not much you can do (laughs) yeah maybe you get like again if you if you have some inkling that it's happening you can try and just like abandon tower and let them get three plates um it's still a pretty unfortunate situation that ideally would be prevented by an appropriate jungle mid laner or top laner response but again you can't really rely on that in solo queue so you're like okay it's it's gonna be a 4v2 in, in this you know even though it's a rare thing like it's gonna be a 4v2 pretty tough to to do anything about that 
Um, obviously, you know, certain characters deal better with being tower dived. And, you know, if you have CC, if you have some way to dodge abilities or, you know, get out of damage, that's all helpful. But, yeah, I mean, again, in in a closed loop, a 4v2, they're just probably going to kill you and walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's mainly about avoiding that situation. Um, part of that, I guess I would say, is that in order to do that effectively they need to be crashing a pretty sizable wave <laughs> in most cases. So working on your wave management, or at the very least, if you notice that they have a big wave building up and it's about to crash, like ping, 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 say like, we are vulnerable to a dive right now or will be in 10 seconds and try to avoid it. Um, depending on what side you are, you, you can ward the those bushes pretty well to avoid them getting behind you without your knowledge. Um, so, I mean, again, there, there are some ways to try for it, but that's yeah. all I can really think of. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Tango. Yeah, just like uh, your fastest leveling. I'm pretty sure it's right now it's still um, just like bot games. You just play bot games and you like crush out, I think, seven minute wins are like the minimum time. Yeah, I think I do think you have to be in uh, uh, in game for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah I think it's seven yeah, minutes. It's, yeah, yeah, seven or eight, se- seven or eight minutes is yeah. right around there. Good luck. Um, yeah. Next email from Anxious Penguin, Haley Cast Crew. I was listening to last week's episode and heard the roundtable question and felt like I actually had some really good answers this week. Uh, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, the Steel City, as they say, so I think probably Rel could be from my hometown. But I'd also throw a bone to my boy Orn because he's a master craftsman and I could see him in the ironworks. However, I've since moved to Atlanta, and being that we're in the Peach State down here, I felt like my new home would have contributed one of the champs with the thickest booty. I did some research in online forums to see what consensus is the biggest butt in League of Legends. Well... It doesn't seem that there's a set answer because apparently just everyone is too horny and loves all the butts. But I'll go ahead and go with Shogath because I think he has the largest thickness potential out of the entire roster. Mm -hmm. Anyway, apologies for my degenerate email and its length. Hope y'all have a great week. I think it's got to be it's got to be Tom Kench, right? He's got a huge ass, yeah. Um, That or that's what I'm saying. It's like I I think he's mostly. I think he's mostly ass. Yeah, like ass and mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the answer is clearly Zach because he can adjust his shape and he could make his body yeah, 99 I mean, percent butt. Sure, he could, but Cho'Gath could also grow infinitely. Yeah, so, but so I can, think so can so can Zach though. No, but I think we should take Zach's canonical like base shape. Yeah, you know, in which case he I don't think it's very he could very butt- himself into oh, only yeah. ass though. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what saying, Colton man. was saying. Oh. But I think, like, canonically, he doesn't do that. So I don't think we should assume that he... that he. But sometimes he's, like, I, a I don't circle. Think... Like, he does that canonically. He can be... Yeah, but do you think that's that's ass? But do you think he wouldn't What's, do where's... that? <laughs> he could be, <laughs> like, What I'm saying is, like, up, where's, the, where's the Zack animation in which he turns himself into a big butt? It's when you, it's when you play Zack one for all and you do two circles next to each other. <laughs> What I'm saying is like that's not a canonical animation. Yeah, you know, you know I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I get on the you. forums I, that I've been browsing it. <laughs> yeah, not on the forums <laughs> that I've been on. Um, I was really, really hoping. 
uh, at the beginning of this email from he's like i'm originally from pittsburgh the steel city as they say so i think probably lulu or yeah. something like that yeah. <laughs> so i was just waiting for it to be probably timo right <laughs> yeah um but no those are good answers for rel and orin and i think yeah i mean chogath is a is a safe answer without getting into bonk it's too, too horny safe, territory you know mm-hmm. yeah that's why i picked zach yeah and I respect your I respect your answer even though it's wrong. I respect you no, all. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't respect you, Aiden. <laughs> Thanks, anxious penguin. Next email is from Dippy. Uh, if you're struggling to learn how to make the most of certain champion kits, let me tell you how I learned to use Flash. Back when my account was level 15, in the days when Lissandra was brand new, I thought Flash was terrible. I was a smite slash revive top kind of player. My friends hounded me to take Flash, but I never remembered to use it in a fight. So how did I use it? I flashed to get the lane faster, and eventually I started remembering to use it in fights. <laughs> this strategy has helped me learn several abilities like Rise and Talia ults. Yes, the key to stop uh, to using abilities well is to use them, even if you use them really poorly at first. This also probably applies to abilities like Vainult. Also, if you're wondering why I took Smite Revive Top, it's because one, Smite was like a free minion every 60 <laughs> seconds, and two, I was dying 10 times as Volibear before 15 minutes. Recalling was useless to me. I'd just buy items when I died next. Duh. But turns out recalling is pretty good, actually. It's the a broken free summoner. It's the f- broken free summoner spell that no one talks about. Dippy. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dippy has a point. Like, just use your abilities. Eventually, you'll figure out how to use them optimally. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I mean, the the idea of using it for some benefit and and that benefit will continue to grow as opposed to forgetting it entirely. Um, is definitely really true, right? Where it's like, even if you get a, a pretty subpar for, you know, my example, a zillion alt, where like, maybe you didn't revive them at all, but also maybe they stopped hitting your AD carry for one and a half seconds, and that's still mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to the next email from Elliot. Yeah, thanks, Tippy. Yeah. Is Fudge the best Cloud9 player? I was not a huge Fudge fan in spring, but after MSI, I was all aboard the Fudge train. I think he could be run in the running for MVP. Unfortunately, his team will be the reason he doesn't get it. <laughs> but he has been the most consistent player on that team. He is also tied with Impact for the highest gold diff at 15 in LCS history. Anyway, thanks for the amazing podcast. I look forward to listening every week. P.S. I'm still simping for Hunter x Hunter. You guys should really watch it. <laughs> I've also been watching My Hero Academia, and oh my god, it's good. But watch it subbed. Japanese voice actors are so much better. The manga Elliot. for that's actually getting really good. So would recommend. Poggers. Um, I think I, I don't know. I mean, Aiden, you're you're pretty big on the the Fudge hype train too, right? Yeah, Fudge Factor, dude. He's. I mean, I, I was really down on Fudge. I think I was a Fudge hater for a while, but um, after watching MSI, like he actually like really fucking proved himself. I think he's insane. I think he has a really solid landing, and I think his um TP flanks like he he sees the he sees fights so much differently than than other uh than other top laners i think um specifically referring to like his akali game from i think last week where i think he had two tp flanks that were just so nasty good yeah uh ended up like distracting three or four people while the rest of c9 cleaned up the other uh members but yeah fudge is super good um super good Thanks, Elliot. Next emails from Armis. Haley Cast, it's your boy Armis. I had a couple uh, of things. I have a couple of things today. First of all, I've been wondering if you've ever thought about having special guests on the podcast, like listeners in the Discord server or just people from your friend group. I think it'd be interesting to have a fourth uh, thought from time to time. 
Uh, all right, now for the bigger part. I hate the current format in the LCS. I don't really think that carrying over standings from spring is a good format. Look at teams like Dignitas and Immortals. Dignitas has a better record, yet they look worse than Immortals. Uh, it also doesn't um, give those bottom teams a mental reset that might actually be really helpful for them. Seeing that you're still in last despite it being the second split could really affect mental. It also just makes uh, standings unnecessarily bloated and it's hard to tell which teams are really where um, which where teams really are without the summer record. Um, also bring back 16 in playoffs. It just makes playoffs long and confusing. Still not sorry for the long email Armis. Um, um, I think there's upsides and downsides I, to all that. Like I think yeah. like, it makes spring split matter. Even if it's mm-hmm. like not yeah, in a great way, that, that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. Before, like, you literally could do whatever the fuck you wanted for spring split, and then just like win summer, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like how shitty you did in spring. Um, the reverse cloud nine, which I'm not saying like adding that is a way to fix that is a good way. I'm just saying that's what it currently does, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think there's upsides and downsides to that. Um, as for like uh, six teams for playoffs, I, I know Nick's like a fan of like not having eight teams go to playoffs after playing fucking 43 games or yeah. whatever in a season. Uh, I still think it's fine. I think that the way they've done it this season is even better than last seasons where like the bottom two teams already start in losers bracket, which I think is fine. Like the reality is we're seeing just more league of legends and it's not like they're not getting punished. They're still like in a, starting in losers bracket. If you're like uh, a seventh or an eighth to place team, which y- yeah, like it allows for like cool. I think that it allows for crazy hype runs, but it also still punishes them for finishing like low. So it does feel bad that you play 43 games to eliminate two teams. Um, but I think like it gives way more people stuff to cheer for. Like I know like a lots of like, uh, like sports team or sports teams, sports leagues are like starting to increase like playoff sizes and stuff like that. Cause it turns out people want to cheer for their team, even if they're like an underdog or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah. more more of game is good. <laughs> yeah, typically. And again, I, I think there's a lot of points on either side of the issue that we've explored a lot. Um, and, and there are a lot of discussions we've had about improving LCS format. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's changed from time to time. And I think they've made some improvements and they've made some questionable decisions, but hopefully they keep making improvements and make fewer of those questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Armis. Yes. Thank you. And uh, I just want to jump back. I, I uh, The last email from Elliot, the best thing about watching the subbed version with the Japanese voice actors is listening to them say English words. True. Yeah. Jojo is the prime example, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Joseph many. Jostar. So, so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next one is from Clubfoot. Hey, League Casters, Clubfoot here. I've been playing a lot of Rakan and Nautilus support, and when you take a look at the post game graphs, you'd think I've done almost nothing during most of my wins. Sure, I tank some damage as thought, not usually as much as top or jungle, or as shield with Rakan, but nowhere near as close to the values of a true enchanter, but my true value is the CC. Couldn't League have a tab on the graphs with something like total seconds of crowd control caused? Just like all roots, stuns, suppressions, knockups, <laughs> etc. that you caused added up to give a value. And maybe another box just for slows. That'd be awesome to help gauge how well you helped lock down the enemy team. 
you're welcome for the perfect length of this email. Yeah. I think that'd this, be a really good stat. It's in the game. Exists. It's already in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most CC score. Yeah. So, it, so I think the biggest like thing that's a little bit confusing about it is it doesn't show up on um uh, on the ch- charts or whatever. It only shows up in, or it doesn't show up on graphs, but it shows up on charts. So if you like click on one of your oh, games. Interesting. Um, all you have to do is go to like stats and you can't look at graphs. You have to look at stats and it will be the fourth one. For example, I just played Tom Kench in a game and I have a CC score, a crowd control score of 39. So the way it calculates that is it's one second for every hard CC and it's like a much of a half second or a quarter second for stuff like slows and stuff. Um, but that's how it adds it up. And there's a couple ones that are a little bit broken. For example, Nocturne his ultimate lasts five seconds and blinds people. So he gets five he gets five seconds times every character that's blinded. <laughs> so Nocturnes typically have like 300 fucking crowd control score at the end of the game because they blind people. Yeah. But um, it, it is a good way of look, looking at stuff. You just have to like check your stats tab rather than the graph tab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so an example, like I just jumped into a game uh, as where, where I played Zillion, and so my crowd control score was 43, there was a Nautilus in the game with a score of 77. I think it would be nice if they broke that out a little bit more to be like number of hard CCs and duration of hard CCs, number mm-hmm. of slows and duration of slows. And I mean, like, you're also jumping a little bit into Eternals at that point where, you know, it sure would be nice at the end of my game of Blitzcrank to know how many hooks I hit versus missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, so crowd control score is there again. Could they maybe improve it to split out slows and stuns and be a little bit more distinct on how that number is generated? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for the email. Hopefully uh, that new little stat box that you can find is going to enlighten you to how (laughs) how many sick Nautilus hooks you're hitting. Yeah. Thanks, Clubfoot. Next email is from White Boy Milkman. Hey, guys. Caleb back again, a.k.a. White Boy Milkman. I was listening to the July 21st podcast and had a question regarding something you were telling someone about reviewing replays. I recently finally hit my previous rank after a decent grind after getting back from my honeymoon, and now I'm looking at making the push for plat. My question is in regard to how one picks what replays to review. Do you generally recommend watching replays where things went wrong over where stuff worked out? How much time should one dictate to receiving uh, to reviewing replays? When I have done this in the past, I have always watched one replay before a session of three games to set goals on what to work on. I'm starting to be able to grind again uh, a, a bit of a bit as me and my wife are getting through the first month of the marriage rush. And as things start to settle down, I want to be able to make plat by the end of the summer so that I can maybe push diamond in the fall and into the end of the season. Any advice helps keep rocking on poggers, white boy milkman. Um, we, I, well, I will always recommend reviewing a loss because I think it is just like, just easier to, to have things that are easily pinpointable to going wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a kill, you know, you're, you're obviously not going to be playing the fight perfectly, mm-hmm. but you still got a kill. If you, you know, have a death, you can easily pinpoint, okay, this is like a mistake happened here. Um, I, I can review this and get better. Yeah. So I, I think reviewing where things go poorly is just easier uh, and will help you, you, you know, to be able to find things to, to improve upon. Mm-hmm. I, I think also addressing deficiencies is generally a much more efficient way to improve gameplay than trying to improve on the things that you're already good at. 
right? Going from 8 CS a minute to 9 CS a minute isn't going to have nearly as much effect as going from, like, 10 deaths a game down to 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously, like, those numbers are very skewed, but I think that it's it's a lot easier to, to fix your deficiencies and, again, put yourself in a situation where you're never a liability, right? It's like you're not going to int. At the very least, you might go down 10 CS and, like, get solo killed once, but then you know how to move from there. I think also a great point about reviewing um, losses is that it gives you some time to cool down, especially if you do it like in the moment where like I just lost a game, I might immediately jump in and review that because then if I'm upset about something, I I have some time to cool down and maybe break it down. And maybe I'm not upset after Mm -hmm. I watch the replay and I realize like, hey, that jungler that I was really mad at, you know, watching it back, maybe they didn't really have as much of a, an option as I thought, or maybe that mistake that I kept pointing out wasn't entirely their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think if you're kind of on a win streak, like if you're playing hot, you can keep playing. Uh, I think, again, reviewing games, great way to improve. Um, wh- whatever works for you, though, I would say is, I mean, if you keep climbing, keep doing that thing. Yeah, and just as a quick note, um, take take notes during your game. If mm-hmm. you think if you know that you made a mistake instantly right away uh have a little notepad open you know during your death timer alt tab and and type out like okay 12 minutes in i i failed flashed over the wall Mm -hmm. that's a you know that's an Mm -hmm. easy mistake to to go practice to point out yeah yeah yeah, and that that sort of thing i think that's a that's a quick way to effectively review you review your games real time Mm -hmm. i think also for anyone else who's listening not just you know the the guy who sent this Mm -hmm. email in um, uh, right, this method of watching a replay before a session of games and writing specific goals down to work on, like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, to say, definitely. right, you know, this game I am focusing on CSing, right? This game I'm focusing on increasing my uh, vision score. Like, this game I'm, I'm focusing on getting less deaths. And eventually, as you practice more and more and more of those things, they'll become second nature. But it's easy to get drowned out on, you know, all of the, the factors that exist. So focusing on just a couple at a time is, is a great way to start building up those blocks yep. and improving. It's awesome. So yeah. thanks again from the email, Caleb, a.k.a. White Boy Milkman. Next one is from Nicholas, a.k.a. Amumu Zero Sad Zero Boy. <laughs> uh, first off, I'm just going to call him Amumu Sad Boy. Yeah. First off. Thanks for doing the podcast. It's a great listen. Every week I hear the same question about struggling to climb and basically just sitting at a 50% win rate and being stuck. Uh, I've just gone on an 18-2 run to get out of gold 4, hell to gold 1, simply by allowing myself to be carried. It's probably the easiest way to climb as it mitigates uh, like 80% of your horrible games. Build and play around the good player and you will win a lot more. Quick question. Uh, Does allowing yourself to get carried... Uh, get less or more effective the higher elo you get sorry not sorry for the long email nicholas aka amumu sad boy it's a i don't know how how do you guys feel about this question i would say it's almost like Uh, harder but like it's more consistent i guess like like you you can't just you can't just play malzahar mid every game malphite top every game and just do nothing and coin flip the game as easily because you'll start getting punished by people i think a little bit more like yeah i think that's the biggest um 
like the biggest knock against it is you you're you're playing against people who aren't going to be missing CS while you're roaming or who aren't going to break their freeze or who know how to freeze. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. the the people you're playing against are going to be able to take advantage of you being more passive, um which is why you can't like 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 Adrian was saying just pick brain dead like sack I'm going to sack my lane to help to, to let someone else carry. Yeah like type champions yeah. as effectively. The, the, I, I think, go ahead. Eddie. I was just going to say like, cause I, I think I do this the most out of all of you guys. Uh, I'll fucking con. <laughs> it's crazy how often I'll like <laughs> TP bottom, like level three or something. Yeah. Just torpedo my fucking lane. Cause I do think it's really important to like, make sure your teams, your, your teams are, are your teammates are ahead <gasps> and happy. Keep I do that all the time keep, on Cillian, man. Keep them fucking fed. You know what I mean? Make them happy sort of thing. Um, yeah. But that being said, like, when I'm playing Shen, for example, Shen's a great example. You can alt bottom a, like really easily as Shen and go help your team. Um, good Shen players, if you like listen to any ex Petu uh, guide, he's like the best Shen in the world. Um, he'll say that he just won't alt bottom if his lane is in a shit state. Why? Because he plays at Challenger. If his lane's in a shit state and he ults bottom, he just is gonna lose like over. seven waves. They're gonna perma freeze mm-hmm. and he can never get exp again. Sure, he might have got the two kills yeah. bottom or whatever. Uh, best case scenario, but he loses like. A thousand, two thousand gold or whatever, and a ton of XP. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. It's like that only happens at Challenger. I think at my Elo, even at like fucking like mid diamond, I can fucking TP bottom, and I probably don't get punished as hard as I should. Um, but like, yeah, if you're at gold, like, or it'll no be like a coin you. toss. Like one, one in five players might hard punish. Yeah, that. and at gold, like the, um, the reality is probably most of the time, if you do that at, at, at a gold level, they probably push the wave in, and then you get back to lane and get to farm it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, some other things I would say is, uh, right, how you kind of approach this mindset also matters, right, of, like, allowing myself to be carried, and I think that that's a good way to, to, to think about it, um, but allowing yourself to be carried doesn't mean that you're necessarily being a super passive player or even losing lane, mm-hmm. um, right? Like, allowing yourself to be carried... I think one of at least my best examples was there is a a pretty long brick of time that I would play duo Q with a Trindamir top one trick and I would play new new jungle. Mm-hmm. And my entire purpose was to make my Trindamir the strongest character on the map. Yeah. And so am I allowing myself to be carried? Absolutely. But how am I doing that? By constantly diving top yeah. and like warding deep in their jungle and like forcing these, you know, plays. And, you know, th- there's a couple ways to go about it. And I think a lot of people see allowing yourself to be carried as, like you were saying, like, okay, well, I'm just going to play Malzahar mid um, and I'm going to go flash cleanse and I'm going to go first item hourglass and I'm just going to not int. Yeah. And then we're going to win. And, you know, that's a very different look because, again, as, as players get better, they're going to take more and more advantage of that. <laughs> and you just not inting is going to mean a little bit less. Whereas there are a lot of other options you have to, you know, quotes, let yourself get carried that are still very, very proactive. Um, you know, if I'm, let's say, in a game that I maybe I'm playing top and I'm doing very, very poorly and I'm never going to be able to win the 1v1. <laughs> Like maybe I just go Knight's Vow. I mean, it's not it's not good right yeah. now, but no, it's a great example. Uh, yeah. Like maybe I I go yeah. Knight's Vow, or maybe I go you know Redemption first item, right? Like I get solo killed twice top. My lane is over. They're freezing. Yeah. 
fuck my keystone, I'm going redemption, and I'm peeling for the 80 carry, and that's my only job, because that's something I can do. Mm-hmm. I can't win a 1v1, I can't make split point pressure, yeah. I can't engage fights, but I can I can heal this guy a little bit, and, you know, that's a, a way to approach it, so. Yeah, that's a good point. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully um, that helps, Nicholas. Yeah. Next email is from Try Again, ha 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 ha. Uh, hey guys, long time listener, first email. I've been playing League off and on for about eight years, and I've never been able to make myself care about the lore at all. To me, League is sport, domination of others on the rift. Lore is completely irrelevant to this. This Sentinel event is a good example of why no one else should care either. The writing is so cringe, the art is mediocre, not to mention the grind is gross, as if I actually care about a few tokens or a shitty text story to unlock. I know I sound salty, but I just don't understand why Riot or other players care so much about lore. I feel like Riot's resources could be better spent on so many other things that affect actually affect gameplay. Am I alone here? It's rare that I see others share this opinion. Lee cast, what is appealing about the lore to you? Why do you care? Why should I care? I feel that part of the problem is too many cutesy girl ca- girly characters that I find completely unrelatable and uncool. I understand Riot wants to appeal to women and children, but how much of the player base do they actually make up? I would pay hundreds of dollars for a complete reskin of all girly champs to make them badass and actually cool looking. Yumi, Seraphine, Soraka, so- uh, Sona, Zoe, and also no more shirtless hot dudes. Surely I can't be alone here. I would go play another MOBA with different art style, but unfortunately League's mechanics are the best. Sorry for the long email, just trying to understand why anyone would care about such inconsistent, irrelevant, and low-quality lore content. Cheers, boys. Try again. It sounds like you just have different interests, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all it comes off as. Like, maybe, like, we're, we're like, uh, not giving you enough credit, but it very much comes off as, like, you just have different interests. <laughs> like, I'm sure... I'm, yeah, I mean, I, also, so... I, I, I want to... Because I, I think you have a very different take than most of us, and I don't think that it's necessarily mm-hmm. wrong, because, like, there are things you like, there's things you don't. And I think that that's part of what makes League the biggest game in the world is that people who really like the cutesy girly characters can find something in the game that they like. People who really like the the cool edgy characters can find something they like. People who care about the lore a lot can find something they like, right? It's kind of got it all and they dedicate a lot of resources to these things. And, you know, your assessment of them versus somebody else's, I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who say, God, I wish League of Legends would stop spending so much time on patch notes and balancing the game, put out more lore. Mm-hmm. There are people who would say, you know, man, I hate all of these, you know, super cool, badass characters. Like, give me more cutesy girls. Like, I want to be able to customize my outfit on art. Yeah, I want to play my wife. Like, I want to be able to buy a specific, like, sweater for my character. Yeah. Uh, or how about, like, I don't give a shit about Summoner's Rift. Why aren't they doing more balancing on ARAM? Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and, like everyone's going to have a different take and i think it's you know find the parts that you like maybe try not to pay as much attention to the things you don't like and you know realize that your opinions aren't the only ones out there um you know even as as much as you know i've disliked certain things throughout league's history or really really like things there are gonna be people on the other side of it where it's like I hate Aphelios, let's say. There are people who absolutely love Aphelios. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I recognize that. And I can still not like him, but does Aphelios need to be removed from the game? No, I just I just don't like him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... yeah I, 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 I don't understand. I think there needs to be variety. Uh, I think the variety actually increases your appreciation of other aspects of the game uh, that you do like. 
Um, I think you've got to eat some McDonald's to appreciate a good steak, so to speak. Oh, for sure. And like, um, I, I think to give him credit, I'm sure he also very much understands that he has preferences as well. I think he's just like yeah. verbalizing them in like a more like, uh, like, uh, straightforward tone, right? Like, I think everyone realizes what mm-hmm. their own preferences are. I think he's his more his opinion rather than being like, hey, uh, it's just like there's got to be other people that have my exact same point of view, but it doesn't feel like it's being looked at, uh, which I think is completely yeah. Different. Yeah, I think people like like good stories about characters that they uh, that they like, yeah. and I think that's the the largest appeal to lore. Um, that's the only part of the lore that I really like. You know, uh, the the characters that I enjoy having stories that I like. Um, you know, I I don't necessarily care that Seraphine um, can hear music from other people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's bad or you know shit writing. Um, but I much more appreciate that like Zed and Shen are not, are not homies. Um, yeah. And, I also, and things like that. I think one of the biggest things, and he addresses it in, in the first, uh, three lines is that to me, league is sport dominations of other mm-hmm. others on the rift, like period. Okay. You know, that is a way to look at league, mm-hmm. but there are also a lot of people for various reasons, whether it just be their preference or, you know, limiting factors where it's like. Um, you know, we recently had uh, an email from a listener who, uh, due to condition, has like limited control of their limbs, and yeah. I think that their approach to league is probably not the same as someone, you know, who is about dominating others on the rift. And there are people who just really care about the art. There are people who play maybe one or two games a month for fun with their buds. Like, there are so many different approaches to it. And again, if all you care about is the sport, there's nothing wrong with that. And these other flares are not necessary or helpful to you. I, I guess I would say, uh, and again, I don't think you're overly disparaging them, but I mean, leave them be, right? Mm-hmm. This is not relevant to you, but at the very least, somebody out there is enjoying and benefiting from mm-hmm. it. So if it's not hurting you, you know, let it, let it be. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Try Again. Um, yeah. Next email uh, from Little Barnabas says, Hey, fellas, I recently beat Riot Jagasaurus in a Legends of Runeterra game, and it got me thinking, do you have any cool interactions with any Riot employees in a game? <laughs> also, Colton, did you see James Conrad's shot at Worlds? I have no idea what he's referencing. <laughs> Uh, thanks, boys. Little Barnabas. Sent for my sticky kids with nice socks. <laughs> I don't I, have any <laughs> cool interactions. No, that's I, not true. I, I I played with... Who did I play? Uh, I think I played with... Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. It's one of the old casters that um, in NA that doesn't play anymore. Um, oh, this I is a little Barnabas. It's got to be a disc golf thing. That's what he's talking about. Oh, maybe. No, yeah. I have not watched uh, the the disc golf world championships, but I'll probably find a highlight video for that. <laughs> anyway, I told him. I told him Kobe was my favorite caster when he made a mistake. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've played a couple it. games with Freak, and nothing huge, like really interesting interactions. Well. Um... It, I probably, should, I probably should you tell, tell this story, tell. but I don't know. Because I don't want to perceive that I'm toxic. Um, but I played with a rioter uh, like, too late. last <laughs> week, uh, and I did flame him. 
<laughs> okay, hear me out though. <laughs> so like, I'm I typically don't chat to anyone, right? I have chat turned off every single one of my accounts except for my two D one accounts because I think at D one you're starting to get to the point where communication actually means something. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker, fucking five hundred games, Garner have an ass motherfucker comes into my lane fucking ruins my freeze so i ping him off it right and then he comes back around and just fucking perma pushes my lane because he's like obviously like as annoyed that i pinged him off of it so he just fucking ruins my lane because he's annoyed but because he doesn't talk he's never get fucking banned even though he's a fucking dickhead uh so i said you're fucking trash at the game uninstall or something (laughs) like dude it's just like he like it's just annoying that like he I pro- like it's annoying because he like fucked up my freeze or whatever. That's not a big deal. At the end of the day, who cares if someone fucks up your freeze? It's not that big of a deal. But the fact that because I pinged him off twice, motherfucker wraps back around and pushes like two waves in my lane. It, that's fucking actually just trolling. Uh, mm-hmm. But because he's a rider yeah, and, that's and, one of those and because things... he doesn't type, he won't yeah. get fucking like banned or whatever. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so fucking yeah. annoying. I was so you're, mad. You're though. the bad guy in that situation. I am the bad right? guy because I shouldn't have said anything anyways. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't flame people yeah. in your game regardless, even if it's like something like just calling someone bad. But like, holy fuck, man. That, it made me mad that a rider did that to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so thanks little Barnabas and yeah, I'll check out that uh, I'm sure amazing uh, amazing shot, I'm sure. Next email is from Josh. I was permaban four seasons ago, so I know the pain that listener felt. Oh, from last week. Uh, I'm a jungle main, so obviously every loss I got flamed. I would only flame back and eventually got permed. I took a couple months off and returned to League. He really needs to turn off both ally and all chat. Pings are enough to communicate. If you really need to be toxic, you certainly still can be through spamming pings. <laughs> and you can mute pings in game of toxic uh, pingers. You cannot get banned besides inting without chat. I went from permaban to highest honor every season thanks to all chat off. I would also recommend not using the programs that show your teammates' champion win rates, trends, etc. Unless you can be positive about that information, you shouldn't even be using it. I'm a high gold slash plat player and have never once looked up an ally. Anyway, if you'd like to reach out to me, my NA summoner name is Blame Jungler without the E in Jungler. Um, I guess two E's in Jungler, huh? Um... Would love to chat with him about how to handle this. Peace, your friendly neighborhood jungle main that gets blamed for everything, Josh. Exactly. Just, you don't need chat. That's, like, the main consensus there. I, I think it's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Nick, how many E's are there in junglers? One. Two, right? <laughs> just, just one. Oh, just one. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I was I was putting an E between the G and the E. Uh, Jungler. Uh, jungler. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just had a flame spark. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. It's a good email, Thanks, Thank you, Ryan. Uh, for the email, yeah. Josh. Oh, so Josh, fuck. Wait, that was not. Yeah, I was looking at yeah. the next one. Oh, cringe! <laughs> I should look at the one after that as well. I, I looked too far ahead. Oh, cringe, cringe! Wow, it doesn't even know what email we're on. Uh, next one is from Nitrous God. What's up, boys? Earlier this year, Rito announced that my favorite Scarecrow would be getting a brand new skin this year. My question is. What theme will they go with? I've ruled out Halloween, Christmas, and Olympics. So my real question is, what do you think? Will he receive a Ruination tie-in? Uh, a Riot employee tweeted about demons regarding the Ruination a few, uh, about a week before the event went live. Or, and this is what I really hope happens, uh, does Fiddle see enough play to warrant him being this year's free gold skin? So Victoria skin. I know this is a speculation question, 
but I'm just ecstatic that my favorite character in the game and in lore is receiving another skin. Not that he's lacking in that department. Anyway, thanks for the speculations and takes. Apologies for the long email, and stay frosty, my friends. P.S. How casual slash competitive do community nights get gameplay-wise? Yep. Uh, best regards, <laughs> Nitrous God. Uh, too competitive, so we've kind of put them on the back burner for now. Until we retool um, Yeah, I am going to make the hot take. <laughs> I don't think Fiddlesticks is going to be the Victoria skin. I think that probably belongs to Viego or Senna, yep. uh, strictly based on Ruination event. They also won't um, make it, f- like, if they say that this character is getting a skin, that, like, the skins that are, like, unlockables by, like, hitting certain ELOs or yeah, world skins mm-hmm. or whatever don't count towards, like, a character's, like, yeah. recent skin count or whatever. So, like, I think you're safe there. But that would be cool. I think so, too. Um, I, I mean, I would love to see a Ruination one. Um, I, I would also like to see a more silly one. I think that would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fiddlesticks is a great character to give silly skins to. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Something like that would be really fun. Maybe, like, not fiddle fiddlesticks Mm -hmm. definitely not fiddlesticks that'd be really cool like that sounds fun yeah Yeah, Uh, i'm trying to think because he has so many already that like what would be a a niche that they're missing because like they have like you said like a lot of holidays there's some silly there's some serious like there's there's one made out of yeah yeah there's candy there's a star guardian yeah (laughs) that would be so funny pretty good I, I don't know. We, To be honest, like, it could even just be a skin that doesn't belong to a skin line. Yeah. You know? So, there's there's really no telling. Uh, but I'll, I'll make the safe bet. It's not victorious. If they didn't already announce their Coven skins, Coven would be cool. Co- Coven Fiddlesticks would be would be amazing. Yeah. I think that uh, yeah. would be really sick. I could see maybe, like, a Void Fiddlesticks. That'd be also cool, yeah. I think they could, they could probably do that. I was going to say, like, Shirima, but they already have Risen. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, no. I guess they could they could go for probably void, or I guess there is there really an ice one. I mean, he has kind the, of with his Christmas. Yeah, I'd call the Christmas one an ice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank you, Nitrous God. Next character, or I'm sorry, next email is from Ryan. My last email disappeared, so sorry if I sent two. Hey, all. Uh, I'm I recently started watching your podcast, and it helps me go through my day at work. Me and my friends started playing League two months ago casually. I play Yi Jungler, uh, Jungler, and Thresh support as my secondary pick. He spelled it Jungler correctly, by the way. Um, though I see that Yi has a lower win rate and higher ranks, would you suggest I play a different character? Uh, if so, which ones? I sometimes play Aram when I want to discover a new character I enjoy. I recently discovered Kha'Zix and had a blast with his playstyle. Should I look into playing Kha'Zix or keep looking? And is Aram a good way to find new fun characters? Sorry for the slightly long email and have a good one, Ryan. Uh, Aram is a fantastic yeah. way to, to get new characters. Uh, absolutely. Um, and to practice characters that you just want to get better at. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. constant, constant fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I mean, if you're enjoying playing Master Yi, I wouldn't look into win rate too much, uh, especially this point in your league career. Yeah. Um, play characters that are fun, that seem fun to you. Uh, unlock characters that seem like sick to you. Uh, you're at one of the points in the game that I think a lot of uh, us older players kind of look back with uh, a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. Where, <laughs> holy shit, like Katarina can do this? That's insane. Uh, mm. definitely like a lot of rose colored glasses and, you know, discovery that, you know, you know, it isn't there for the game for, for our games anymore. 
Um, yeah. So just enjoy it. Play the characters that look cool to you, that that are fun to you. You know, who who I would not care about win rates at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we talk about it all the time. Like, you can get very high elo with any character if you play them well and execute. Yeah. Um, there is really no character in the game that is so prohibitive that you couldn't get to challenge her without, you know, just playing that character. I, I don't think there's one that yeah. you couldn't hit challenger maining that one character. I agree. That being said, you know, like Nick said, play the characters you enjoy, play the characters that you're winning on, and, you know, consider making a change when it stops working. I mean, right, like, if you're playing master yi and you're doing really well and you're doing really well and you get to gold two and you suddenly can't move anymore maybe at that point you say okay what happens if i bring another jungler into my rotation what happens if i try another role and maybe you learn more and maybe then you can go back to yi with these new skills you learned jumping back to one of the earlier emails like trying other things can make you better at the thing that you're not doing anymore um yeah so but but again right don't don't drop a character just because they have a low win rate like if you enjoy them and you're doing fine on them keep playing it until it becomes an issue Mm -hmm. like yeah if you're if you were one in 25 on ye maybe we'd say maybe try a different character but you know that doesn't seem to be the case play stuff you enjoy go for it yeah yeah good luck ryan enjoy league (laughs) next email from trent hey guys you can call me Whopper. Well, I just called you Trent, so. <laughs> I was listening to the Zed Talks, and I had an idea of what to do once they're over. Uh, since mailed-in slash made-up champion kits take up a lot of time on the show, you can take those and try to balance them, or maybe just use uh, a description of a champion and make the champ's kit from there. For example, I have a bad idea for a champion made of water that can't auto-attack or deal damage, but also can't take damage. The idea is a support. Uh, you take that idea and try and build a balanced kit from it. Trent. Um, so just to, like to give you a heads up. So we are finishing up our Zed Talks uh, League has Fixes Champion Series in a couple months time. I think our current idea, at least in my head, I think I've mentioned to you guys, is that we're probably going to go back to a rotation where one of us comes up with a thing. Maybe like gets each other to like prepare stuff. Um and we're doing X thing this month, and then we're on a three-month rotation. So it'd be, like, Nick's month, mm-hmm. Kelton's month, my month. And then I think a good way of doing it is, like, for example, for, like, Nick's month, Nick's, Nick might, might want to bring this idea and go, hey, guys, uh, we're all going to ch- go through our uh, listeners' uh, champion concepts tab, and we're all going to choose one that we're going to showcase, and we're going to turn them into a character and, like, present them, like, and how they'd be, like, balanced and stuff like that. And I feel like that would be, like, a good way of doing something like this. But it keeps it fresh every month, so we have new content, and it keeps us uh, all kind of, like, doing our part. So I think it's probably going to be something. Yeah, yeah I, just, I think quick, one of the cool parts about Zed Talks is that while we're still doing the same thing every month, there is so much variety in the types of mm-hmm. characters and the I, like the types of ideas that we're coming up with that it's a really great way to keep things fresh. Um, but, you know, having the same premise every single month is something that I think is fine for sections on the show, but not necessarily monthly shows. Um, so yeah, like Aiden said, once that we, we've got some some stuff cooked up, uh, I'm very excited about basically everything that we've we've talked about. Um, yeah, but I haven't, getting, I haven't told you about my big idea. We're gonna uh, play League of Legends Hangman. Okay, I was gonna say I, I I think I'm in the group chat for the thing you're talking about. Um, but I I we're really excited for it. Uh, we've got some stuff. Um, I don't 
I think this is a fantastic idea, you know, for every once in a while, we'll, we'll say like, come up with a character whose theme is water, you know, or who can't take damage and and make that balanced or interesting. Um, And I think that's a really cool, like idea for, uh, uh, for that. Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. Trent. I mean, Whomper. Yeah, I think that one thing that's really funny about this is like, I have the idea of a champion that can't auto attack or deal damage, but also can't take damage. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know, this kind of reminds me of like some of Aiden's characters from like Nostalgiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, th- that was probably a character at one point in League's development where they're like, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. they're almost there with Yumi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so, you know, definitely a good idea, and probably we'll see that at some point in the future of Zed Talks. Yeah. Um, so, thanks again for the email, Whomper Trent. And uh, on to the next one, Nick. Our last email is from Quirky Zoe XD. Quirky Zoe XD here. Apologies for the disgusting username. I've been listening to the podcast since around May of this year, and this is my first time sending an email. The question I have for the three of you is. What is your favorite way to banter slash trash talk in game that doesn't result in a chat ban? My personal favorite is that uh, I, that I've seen recently is from a friend of mine who acts, who occasionally gets called bad in early game, then comes back and carries or gets trash talked by his own team before carrying them. In both instances, he likes to type "bark for me, dogs" after carrying the game or winning the game from a team fight. Enjoying the podcast, keep up the good work, Quirky Zoe XD. That's funny. Yeah, your, your friend might be a little toxic. <laughs> yeah. Just, just I'm gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna let you in on this, man. Uh, <laughs> he might be a little bit toxic. Uh, <laughs> it's toxic. It is funny at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah and we're, we're all a fan of some some friendly bants. I just like putting out question marks. I yeah. feel like that's the best way of doing stuff. If someone like. I don't know. Like they do something dumb and you fucking outplay them, you hit them with a question mark. The 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 truly big brain aspect of hitting them with a question mark is you're not specifically pointing out one thing or yeah. anything at all. You know, it it could be you know, why didn't you take a skin? Yeah. You know, that could be mm-hmm. your intent behind it. But yeah. the, the the true value is the the warfare mentally that you in, impose upon them by saying you have to figure out what you did wrong <laughs> yeah, and why I'm flaming you. Yeah. You set them on their own path of destruction and you just watch. <laughs> it's them flaming themselves to try to figure out how you're flaming them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just so funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about say things that are really positive and make them start questioning whether you're being legitimately that positive <laughs> or sarcastic with the yeah. whole thing. Exactly. Um, that'll do it for this episode of Leecast. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can send us emails, mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and at Leecast Frost. Uh, on Facebook, we're at Leecast. Tweet at us at Leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, leecastpodcast.com forward slash Discord, or send us an email. I'll get you an invite real quick. Um, and finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Leecast. Uh, if you do it between this month or this week and next week, We'll we'll wrap your name on that list. That'll be fun. Hell yeah! Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.